Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Dafa Shavua. Thank you, Rabbi Israeli, for another phenomenal share that you gave last week. And I want to thank the people that uh, contributed to Dafa Shavua. Um, it's never too late. If anyone's ever interested in contributing to Dafa Shavua, let me know. This is not money for the shul, but it's for the general uh, campaign of this national institution of Dafa Shavua. Many materials are available, the publicity, etc. And uh, speak to me for more details, even if you're interested in just uh, finding out more of the Makaros <coughs> and Shiurim that are available. Okay, our daf uh, takes us deep into Inyane Ishus. And uh, just to start off on the seriousness, uh, as we see again, and we really have seen this beginning with Maseches Yavamis, how we really want to avoid any doubt in the world of Ishus. What's at stake over here is Ishus Ish. We don't want to run into a situation where we're not sure whether a woman is married or not. Now, one of the principles that we've established before is that when it comes to Dava Sheba Erva, which is what we're talking about over here, marriage, you need to aid them to establish uh, someone is married or not married. But we also see on the top of Daf uh, Gimel the possibility, and this is the way Telsus explains it, that even with one aid, there could be concerns that are raised. And the way Telsus explains this, and I'm going to read into the Gemara. Let's say you know that a certain event took place. There was a, a wedding call where Yankel and Sarah were supposed to have their Kiddushin. And then there's confusion. Was there Kiddushin? Was there no Kiddushin? Maybe there's a question as far as the Eidos. Maybe there's even a question, did the event take place or not? Maybe you're in a different community now, and you heard about a wedding call having an event with the names of these two people. So one witness is enough to create what we call a Reusa, there's a concern, and therefore we would not encourage this couple or allow either one of them to marry someone else. Again, assuming that uh, we haven't clarified the situation, assuming that there's not a get, l'chumrah. But if already married, since we're totally in doubt realm, then we will allow the marriage to take place. Tosfos was really asking why isn't the marriage allowed lechatchila. And the reason I'm bringing this up is you see over here that you could have a principle of but even with one witness, there's a possibility that something will happen in this marriage, which means that there's a, some form of shame, kiddushin, even though we can't 100% confirm that there was a Kiddushin. And again, this is running into the, the strictness that we're dealing with and what's at stake. And that's really been a major, major part of the sugya. And I say the sugya, it's really a big part of uh, this ongoing sugya in Mesechus Ksubos. It's interesting that we learn Mesechus Ksubos before Kiddushin. You know, this is really the foundation of uh, Kiddushin and taking us away from what happened, as the Rambam tells us in the beginning of Hilchos Ishus, 
before Matan Torah, where there was such a randomness to the way people would meet. Now Kiddushin was imposed with Matan Torah, and we need there to be formality. Part of formality is to have clarity. So when there's no clarity, you're not going to come to a Vadai without two witnesses, but one witness in certain situations is enough to create a suffolk. But if you have just one witness walking in out of nowhere and saying, you know, Yanko and Sarah are engaged, or we could say actually married with Kiddush and Erison, the halakhic definition of marriage, that's not going to do anything. You, you still, it's only when there's already something happening that we know of something happening that one witness could play a role. So it's important, like this tells us, halacha l'masa is uh, crucial, and also just understanding the theory of ishus and how ishus is created. We're not going to say that one aid is able to create ishus, but a suffocation may be enough in the situation to keep them from marrying uh, a person who is not part of the original uh, concern. And again, there are ways to get the situation fixed up through a possible get, through clarity, etc. Now, you do have uh, certain things that are at stake. If it's a Kohen, now you're going to deal with someone who has a get and other situations like that, even though it may not be a get Daraisa, it still may create a situation where a Kohen won't be able to uh, marry her. The next piece I want to cover is uh, very interesting. You know, we establish an event took place according to Halacha by Aidan. So we're now in the Ravashi part of the Gemara. You have two Adim that saw a Kiddushin take place. Two other Adim come along and say, we didn't say, see the Kiddushin take place. And the Gemara presents at least the possibility that the two Adim that did not see the Kiddushin take place, that's enough to at least cast doubt on the two that said it did take place. Now this is an example when you're reading a Gemara, you have to really think about every line because if you take a step back, on the surface, this is should shock you. It's one of the most ridiculous statements ever made. I mean, listen, we're going to try to qualify this to show Chas Shalom. It's not a ridiculous statement. But, you know, it's a big world. So two people come along and say, who are living in Israel, and say, we didn't say the Kedushin take place. The Kedushin was in uh, New Milford, New Jersey. It's not going to have any weight. Now, what this is referred to in halacha is enoreia. By not seeing something, that doesn't establish that this event did not take place. So I just gave you an extreme example. What happens in the Gemara, in order to make this logical, we now narrow the geography. And we're assuming that people are living in the same chatzar, they're living in the same uh, apartment building. Two people say the Kiddushin took place, and two said, no, nah, it's impossible. You know, and they're identifying the day. You know, we were around on that day, and we didn't see anything happening. Now, even here, you could ask the question, you're still not seeing it. 
So whether the two Edom are in Eretz Yisrael or they're in New Milford, New Jersey, they're not seeing it. Why should not seeing it establish any type of proof? You have to realize when we learn a Gemara, any possibility that is raised is not a ridiculous possibility. It's a Havamina. It's a thought. My Rebbe Raparnas used to say that even in a Havamina, there are different levels. You could have a regular Havamina and you could have a fleeting Havamina. A fleeting Havamina means it's not as strong. But the fact that the Gemara raises something, it's at least a possibility that when you're learning the Gemara, it has to get you to stop and think. And then what's the completion of a Havamina is the Maskana. So comes the Gemara, and the Gemara says, not so fast. Kiddushin may take place, but sinner. It may take place quietly. So even if your people are living in the same building, you're not necessarily part of it. Even if you're in the same chutzer, maybe they did it at a different time of day. Maybe you aren't invited. These are the issues that are raised by the Echronim. If you're invited, then there's an invitation. But even there, there's no guarantee that the Kiddushin took place. Maybe the, it, it didn't happen. So just by saying something took place or didn't take place, you have to look at the context with the people there. And what we have over here in the Gemara is something that you'll see very often. When you have a number of people that take place at events, that, that are participating at an event, there may be a call or a shmia. There's a voice that goes out that an event took place. That's not going to be enough just because you hear of the call that the event took place. But as we pointed out in the beginning of this year, maybe it's enough to at least raise a concern. Now, when you look into the Rambam on this issue, the Rambam says something which is based on our Gemara. You'll see the same thing in the Shulchan Aruch. But I want to read to you the Rambam inside, just to appreciate it. Because if, you, if you're reading this Rambam, outside the context of the Gemara, let's say you just open a Rambam and you study Hichlis Ishus, you're not going to get the context. That's why it's very important when you read a Rambam, if at all possible, to look up the Gemara. It's important when you learn the Gemara to also see how you pass the Halacha, whether it's in the Rambam, or in the Shulchan Aruch. Okay, so let's go into the Rambam. And I'm going to read you a Rambam. Then I'm going to read you the Shulchan Aruch. I think I want to make a diuk in the Shulchan Aruch, a subtle point where the Shulchan Aruch is reinforcing a point that's made. Okay, so the Rambam says, this is, if you want to find this Rambam, it's in Hilchus Isha's Perik Tes Halacha Lamed. We've seen so many different Rambams in uh, this Masechta. So the Ram says the following. And again, this is going to be based uh, straight out from our Gemara. If you look on the Magad Mishnah, on the Rambam, he tells us this is all based on Ksuvis, Perik Yishishnes Armala, Oshnes Garsha, that's our Perik, Daf Chaf Beis, Amid Beis, that was last week at the very bottom, even though the Halach is paskind on our Daf, Daf Chaf Gimel, Amid Aleph. So the Rambam says the following. Shnayim Omrim Re'inuha, Shinnaskadsha, Beyond Ploni. Two witnesses come along, these are valid witnesses, they can't be related to each other, they can't be related to the Chasun of the Kala. They obviously have to be males above uh, 
Ba'amitzvah, ideally you have Eidei Kedushin be the highest level Eidim, and they can't be involved in activities that would be possible. So we're assuming they're valid Eidim, okay? Shnayim Omrim Rinu, Hashem's God should be on Ploni. And then two come along, Shnayim Omrim Lo Rinu. So we didn't see it. So as we pointed out before, okay, big deal. But no, even though all of the parties and the assumption over here is the chassan and the kala as well, that's how I read it, is we're trying to limit it as much as possible. They're all living, let's say, in one building that has a uh, shared chassan. The bottom line is it's full kiddusha. Now the Magad Mishnah reminds us in the context of the Gemara since it's full Kiddushin, there's no way in the world they, any of these, uh, the male or the female here, the, the husband or the wife, could go ahead and marry someone else. If they do go ahead and marry someone else, you better get out of that relationship ASAP. Shein lower yonuha raya. Because here's the famous statement that if you don't see something, that is no proof. Shederecha am l'kadosh because it is the way of the people, the Kaddish Betzina. What the Rambam here is pointing out is that was actually the practice. We're not talking here during a COVID wedding where people were doing much smaller weddings. And even in this situation, when it came to the Nisuin, they were doing a much bigger Nisuin. But the actual Kiddushin was done quietly. Now, we assume that a Kiddushin still requires a minion. Betzina here doesn't necessarily mean that there's no minion, even though without a minion it would be valid. I just want to point out before we go to the Shulchan Aruch, there's a Chashuk Echemed on here from Rav Zilberstein, where he points out that there's certain times we actually would allow a Kiddushin without a minion, in a situation even where you could find a minion. And he brings up cases where people are getting married let's say, in order to escape from uh, an army. You know, this was, let's say, in uh, countries where if you were married, you didn't have to fight in, a, in a, an army that was uh, not very favorable to the Jewish people. We know such stories. People try to escape from the Russian army, the Polish army, etc. In fact, the Chashuk Echemet points out, in those situations, you wouldn't even say Bir because Birchas Erison is assumed that it's a commitment, mutual commitment, that's an eternal one. So even though you have all the same requirements in the Maisa Mitzvah, but, which is the Kiddushin, there has to be Das, both sides, but as far as the Bracha and as far as the Minyan, we consider those to be accessories to the Maisa Mitzvah. Because again, it's valid, uh, marriage is valid without a Minyan, the Kiddushin is valid without a minion, and any mitzvah is valid without a bracha. You know, there are two exceptions that we say a daraisa, birchas hamazon, and maybe birchas Torah. So it's either one or two, but there it's actually the bracha that's associated either with the maisa in the situation of um, birchas Torah. There's such a close connection between the bracha and the mitzvah and definitely Birchas HaMazon, with the actual mitzvah, is the bracha. Now, when you get into the Shulchan Aruch, I just want to read, maybe I'm, I'm uh, pushing it too much, 
So the Shulchan Aruch more or less has the same language of the Rambam. It's the Shulchan Aruch Evan Ezer Hilos Kedushin Simen Mem Zayin Sifalaf. Listen, Shnayim Omrim Ra'inu Shenizkach. Two people say, we were there, we saw the wedding take place. It doesn't have to be, let, let's point out, that these were the Edom to the wedding. It's just two valid Edom, two people who were there, who saw the event take place, that there was Kedushin. Ushnayim Omrim, and two say, lower inushin iskacha. We didn't see any kiddushin. Harezu mikudesha. So far, it's just like the Rambo. But he says here, afilu kulam darim ima bechatzer. You see, what the Rambam is saying, what the Shochanar here is saying, is even if they all lived with her. In the Rambam, it just said that they were all living in the same place. Shochanim bechatzer. I think what the Shochanar is saying is that even if they were closer to her, which, you know, let's say there's two different buildings. They obviously weren't such tall buildings. So then, that's the case of the Rambam. Everybody seems to know the business, but still that's not enough. The Shulchan Aruch is saying, even if we could push the people closer to the Kala, and closer, let's say, to the Chassin as well, the bottom line is it doesn't make a difference. Lo ra'inu enu ra'aya. Not seeing is not a raya, she'ef shashen is gotcha, Because there's obviously the possibility is extant that they got married b'tzina in a quieter way where not everyone, even in the building, knew about it. Now I want to point out just something which we're not going to get too into. This is a, uh important sugya, that lo ra'ino ain't a raya. Not seeing something is not a raya. It comes up in other situations as well. And uh, there's a parish on the Shulchan Aruch. It's important, especially in this area of halacha. It's called the Tiv Kiddushin by Rabbi Leib Tzintz. He lived in the uh, 18th, 19th uh, century. It was a great, great uh, poseg. So he points out that in certain areas of halacha, Ingno Re'iyah maybe will end up being a raya. So keep that in mind. But what I really wanted to point out from him here is something uh, that he says. Let's say everyone had the minhag to be the Kaddish b'fahesia. See, he's trying to play with the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch. The minhag is established that in this community, Kiddushin is done b'fahesia. So if you end up with two people in, the, in that building who didn't see it, that would seem to be a pretty strong case at least to be a hachasha, a de hachasha. So you'd have two yes, two no, and then you probably would, uh, you know, force a get. We're not sure if it's valid or not. Do an investigation, at least if you want to get this person to go marry someone else, or if she wants to marry someone else. But the bottom line is he says, V'omrim shekidesh v'lo nadu ha-kidushin lo ha-kidushin v'ein zeh let me just bottom line it. That's not enough of a reason to knock off the Yedim who said that they saw it. So even if the practice in that community is Bifahesia, it's still possible that two people didn't see what was going on. It's not enough to create the reality of Edus. In order to have Ede HaChasha, you're going to need two who said you know, who contradicted the first two. So, so, 
So he says there may be certain situations outside of Ishus that, that we're going to say that Eino Re'iya is a Raya, but it's not going to be in this case as well. Okay, so I think we've covered this uh, sugya pretty well. There's tons more to do in the Gemara, but we're not going to get to it. Anyway, everyone should have a, a great week of learning.